Hey everybody, welcome back to Choose Inclusion. This is UB and I'm here with Mike. Hey Mike, how are you? Uh, I'm doing, I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. This is a tough week for us here in the uh, Denver metro area. However, uh, uh, obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the um, the victims in uh, Boulder, Colorado. And, uh, but we are, we're, I'm, I'm excited for our guest today. This is going to be a, uh, a super interesting conversation in an industry that quite honestly, um, it, 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 from a naive perspective, I didn't realize, again, didn't have uh, representation. So I'm super excited for our guest today, Ubaldo. Yeah, I agree. And just a, a quick note, so Nina, uh, who lives in Boulder, um, was very close to that, um, the shooting. So she is not joining us today. She's taking care of herself, which is extremely important. Um, so yes, I wanna introduce Jimmy Vaughn. So Jimmy, um, we were lucky enough to get introduced to Jimmy a few months ago. He's the VP of diversity and engagement at company three, which is a VFX and traditional post-production company in the in, in the entertainment industry so hey Jimmy um well first of all how are you you know what I'm I'm, I'm doing well and I, I have to kind of reflect and uh you know send back the same sentiment that 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 Mike you know just expressed for the victims families and loved ones of of those in in boulder colorado and also uh to nina as well you know i'm glad that she's you know being able to take that moment to to care for herself and to to, to, to you know take care of her energy because that's something that is that is incredibly important to me that i talk about like you know quite a bit especially as we talk about work within diversity equity and inclusion which can be uniquely taxing, uh, you know, because it's everything is is about one's identity, oneself, and the inner, like, just the the, the emotional uh, kind of experience that that really can be. So, I, I, I can say that I don't have, you know, uh, much to complain about as far as like how I'm doing, but I am very much so, you know, kind of like in tune to what's going on just uh, like around the world and 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 sharing and and uh some of that experience with people well jimmy you're you're um again just for, i i've got so many naive questions right so but uh it all comes from the the blind guy lens so please <laughs> uh like please know that uh uh i just i guess i just didn't realize that you know uh, tv shows and movies and stuff um uh, like I assume, like I, I, you know, I've been told that Will Smith is is black. He's African American. I've been told uh, Denzel Washington, right? So, um, but I, so again, in my in my brain, like I'm I'm thinking, oh, well, there's there's representation, right? But, um, uh, I mean, our our pre pre uh, podcast conversation. So you're like, okay, but uh, a a a role uh, versus how many other roles, and then. And then the interesting thing behind the behind the scenes, behind the camera. So, can you can you can we dive into like you know the uh, you know the, the true diversity and inclusion within the entertainment industry? Can you give me kind of a you know education one hundred and one on on entertainment? Uh, absolutely. So you know, 
for those who are listening who, who may not know, like my current role is as a VP of uh, diversity and engagement at a post-production company. But uh, prior to that, for maybe about, you know, 10 years or so, I worked, you know, primarily in, in film and television on the production side of things. So uh, I, I very much started off as an actor and then quickly realized that like, oh, I, I like having a little bit more control over my own career. <laughs> so uh, as opposed to being told who to be, what to be, how to be, you know, that that actors typically go through. Um, and I ended up going behind the scenes and then being, you know, more in the producer, product, you know, kind of like production uh, route. And then it ultimately as a first assistant director, who's the person that's kind of in charge of, of, of navigating like the different areas of uh, like the set. So that person controls the set, like who's got access to the set, who doesn't, production schedules, all that kind of stuff. And so that's what I did for a number of years uh, before, you know, shifting over, you know, more to a little bit more of the corporate side of, uh, of things. But to, to talk specifically about, you know, diversity, um, equity, and inclusion in, in entertainment, it's, it's pretty unique because it's one of the few uh, industries where image can be a factor. Right, you cast for people based off of image. You, you like you put things out like casting calls or, or or create roles that talk about people's identities and things like that. So you know where that is a where you don't have that in any other you know industry really. So because that's a factor, there's different kinds of challenges that I think that we you know experience in in, in entertainment. But so. As you were saying a little bit earlier, Mike, the, there are certain types of, of, of representation, you know, and I think it's getting better and better as we kind of like discussed a little bit before, you know, before our call started. Um, but, you know, it, it's not just about visibility or having people on, you know, on screen. It's also about, you know, what roles are they portraying, right? What, you know, there's there's all these like stereotypes that have been created and these roles that people tend to, you know, understand or quote unquote think, believe that they understand about individuals, about particular groups and things like that. Um, but you know, so the quality of the role that's actually being put on screen is incredibly important, you know, as well, in addition to just, you know, being on screen. Uh, we can talk. I, Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Well, I was just I just wanted to jump in. Yeah, because I think, yeah, I mean, it's from, again, kind of going to the media conversation, right, that that we, we we've been having and, and little by little, I think the fans have really kind of led a lot of these discussions over the last few years. Absolutely. Um, about, well, why are you, why is this person being cast in a role that's, that's representative of a completely different race, gender, you know, sexual orientation, whatever, right? And you, so you have that, but yeah, to your point, like how often have the villains always been a person of color? Exactly. And exactly. Yeah, like that. It's that kind of stuff, and and it, you're right. Like it's the media controlling that. It's like what we see. That's what we're supposed to believe. And you know, you get a lot of tokenism, which we see in companies, right? When you hire a token person of color to check your diversity box, mm -hmm. like it's it's just. So I'm glad. I yeah, I love this conversation. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just no, no, no worries. Like I like I love the feedback. Come on, like. We can, we can we can jump in and out as much as possible. So, but to you know to to continue a little bit with that story is is like basically like the the 
the value of like the role itself and and you know what it is that that people are portraying is it reinforcing stereotypes is it you know um adding new ones is it always shining people like you were saying uh uv to uh like in, in in a negative light right and it's like we can also think about this from uh like if we're talking about people with disabilities right the the way that people are portrayed impacts how people are treated in real life. So people used to love to say like, oh, it's just movies or, oh, it's just TV or, oh, it's just, you know, like whatever uh, to kind of like lessen it. But I think what people forget is that humans are really like, we are wired for storytelling. We are wired for storytelling since the beginning of time, like sitting around uh, a fire, you know, uh, in caves, drawing pictures to try to communicate to each other what the world looks like and how you fit into it. We, we established wow. that by story. Right. Go ahead. No, I, uh, that's, that is, I, I, I really, really, uh, I love that. And people will, people will ping me on like, Hey, did you see so-and-so about, um, <laughs> And it, 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 it this this kind of drives me nuts. Uh, but to your point, I I get it why why it drives me nuts now. Jimmy is so somebody retelling. Oh, did you hear this this blind person who just ran across America, or you know, like did the Forrest Gump, or mm -hmm. you know, like uh, or or just climbed this mountain or whatever? And I'm just like, okay, um, cool. Like you know, like I, I I celebrate any any anybody who's got the you know physical chops to be able to do something like that. But, you know, in, in, in what I'm doing, I feel like really fits within what you're doing, too, because so my role is to help organizations help, um, I don't know, the everyday blind person who's uh, motivated and educated, but maybe doesn't have the physical prowess <laughs> or, or the funding <laughs> right. to, be able to, to be able to climb a mountain or run across the country, that sort of thing. So, you know, the everyday blind person who just, you know, went to school, has some education, but truly just, you know, wants to be able to like uh, earn their own nickel. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and you do that through, you know, organizations truly, you know, embracing inclusion and not just in. So, uh, so that storytelling of, you know, what people with disabilities or people of color, you know, like uh, I totally like that totally clicked with me when you said that, Jimmy, like I never, <laughs> it, and how that affects so many things. Like when somebody says, Oh, did you hear about this blind person who just said, I'm like, no, that's not relevant to getting people jobs, you know? Like, so. Exactly. And it's like, you know, we, we do this thing, you know, of, of presuming capability or presuming people's uh, like abilities when we don't know exactly, you know, if we're not interacting with a person from a particular group, if we don't know, like from personal experience, we tend to only have like singular stories and those stories tend to be what we have remembered from the media. You know, if I've never interacted with a blind person or, you know, a person who's hearing impaired or, you know, a person with any kind of like disability, there's going to be presumptions that I've either had from like the news or that one movie that I really liked that I saw or this TV show, you know, or whatever it is. And I'm going to superimpose that on the individual. So when we look at it like that, singular stories, when there's only a singular narrative about a group of people, it can actually kind of become dangerous 
because if you're uh, fighting for you know rights in like the government if you're fighting for access or if businesses are assuming that people aren't able to do certain things that they actually are quite capable of doing because we've presumed what their capabilities are based off of the stories that we've kind of you know sat in our in our minds and in the back of our minds it's like that impacts decisions it impacts the way that you know like that we move uh throughout the day so it's like storytelling is is all about frame of reference and increased frame of reference increases our capacity for empathy and for being able to like basically put our ourselves in other people's shoes and try to experience you know uh or understand the unique experiences that these individuals have right and it's it, and it's also been weaponized it has also been weaponized the media i mean that's that's the issue and so you know i think the work that, that Mike's doing that we're trying to do and that I, that, that you're trying to do, I believe at company three, like in the, in the editing process, right. It is, is how do we, you know, how, how do we help people, you know, really get all sides of it. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and how do we really portray people for their actual abilities instead Correct. of assuming, you know, like in the interview process, we assume all day long just by looking at someone's name. Exactly. If they can do the job or not. And in reality, that's ridiculous, right? Or or by just by a handshake. We've had so many hiring managers who are like, oh, I know at the handshake if I'm going to hire them or not. How, how is that even relevant to the job? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Exactly. And, and it's, it's those types of assumptions, you know, that 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 we end up making that that implicit bias, you know, that kind of comes into into play. Uh, that can impact decisions. And so this is all the reason why, like, because I think both of what Mike, you and you be you like you guys are doing is trying to actually increase frame of reference. It's educating people and letting people know that, you know, uh, these are the things that are at play when you're making decisions. These are the things that people are actually, you know, like able to do. Uh, these are some of the things that are necessary or businesses need to also take into consideration in order to make a workplace more inclusive uh, for, you know, for all types of people of varied identities and experiences, right? And and so in the entertainment industry, I, I would say just to kind of like round that discussion, you know, like out, I think that's part of what goes on, you know, like in front of the scenes, which is why there's often so much pushback when people are casting people that don't belong to those groups. It's, yeah. it, it is because a lot of times it carries with it, you know, from the decision makers, the, the assessment that um, good enough is, good enough yeah you know or close enough is good enough and it's like that's that inherently you know like is a problem and then it's all about the authenticity of of like of that experience because there's so little representation of so of like quite a variety of different groups that and the excuses for the longest had always been oh well it changes the story if we turn this person you know like into that person so well they can't play that well, then it's like, well, when you start having stories that are about that person, why wouldn't you let that person play that role then? Like, what's what's the excuse now? Right. Uh, and then to like to, to compound that the people on the like when you get to behind the scenes, it's even less, you know, like diversity. And the problem, you know, like with that is a lot of times the people are behind the scenes are the ones that are making the decisions uh, of what shows up on in front on the of the scene. Yep. Well, I was just gonna oh, say my gosh. This. Like your, wow. your role, so company three, I mean, you know, post-production, you know, the work that you're doing. So you're, you're leading DNI 
uh, DE and I there. But what was your conversation going in? Like, what was your like? Listen, this is this is how we have to do this. It was a it was a pretty direct conversation. I'll I'll, I'll say that. But you know, to my my now em, employers, you know, uh, like I guess to, like to, to celebrate them a bit is they weren't daunted by it by any means, and they were very much so on board and were like, "Yes, let's do this." But I I often liken what I do. Um, well, actually, this is this is how I'll say it. So I, I talk about our our habits or our behaviors, so the behaviors that we've had in hiring, and I think this will resonate to you know like with UB because of, of of interview IA is like we've got things that we've been doing for so long, uh, just because it's the way that it's a, you know it's been established that it's traditionally done. This is the hiring process. This is what a job description looks like. This is you know, and it's been quote unquote effective in the mean like by meaning that like we were able to hire people, we were able to find people and companies were successful, right? But now that that definition has to expand to be like, not just hiring people, but it's like, who are we hiring? And are, is there a, a barrier against other people? You know, are people feeling welcomed and, um, you know, utilized properly, right? So what I had, what I told them, I was like, I said, so what we have to understand is that we've had a long time to build these habits, these behaviors. And so they're no longer behaviors, they're actually habits. And what do you do when you need to break a habit? If you can afford it, you hire a personal trainer. That would be me. So <laughs> I was like, I'm not here to fix anything if you know if they're assuming that there is anything that needs to be fixed but that's not what my role is i don't fix things what i do is like a personal trainer i will bring expertise recommendations and accountability but the body is the one that's going to have to do the heavy lifting this is the group that's going to have to you know run the laps be sore not be you know excited about it every day you know going to be stretched in ways that you know we're not necessarily used to being stretched uh but we're building muscle and i'm like and if if you stick with the plan i promise you're going to come out on the other end more agile healthier stronger and far more resilient as a result I so love the the analogy. I, I like all of that, Jimmy. Like just uh um man, I, I so and it's so practical. Like this that will uh like so this so so obviously super um like you're you're super strategic on 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 just going to organizations who are literally willing to take on the work themselves. Like mm -hmm. that's that's the business model, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to me about, okay, um, how, like who, who comes to you, who, you know, like in, cause you're super, you're, you're, you and your organization are super focused on the entertainment industry. Like, is, are you able to share like who you are working with or is that, is that proprietary? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's a lot of it is, is pretty um, like open. Mostly it's just basically, you know, throw a stone at, at any movie or television show and we're probably working with them. No right? kidding. Yeah, because wow. it's it. I think you know we're if not the largest, one of the largest that 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 do what we do. So because we do like visual effects, you know, so we're part of of major you know productions left and right, and uh, you know we also do like traditional post production. We do three D conversion, you know, from two D to three D. Uh, we actually do you know like animation work. So I mean, they're very actually they're very few films and our, our tv shows 
that we haven't touched at some point in time in, in its life cycle. That's super cool. Okay. So then like from the, from that inclusion lens that you're talking about, I got to ask then, like, I know there's more of this now, but it's, it's <laughs> when we talk, start talking about very, very little representation. And if it is like, you know, what kind of light does it shed on like the, the larger uh, actor community of disabilities? Mm-hmm. How, like, what, what, you know, what, what exposure have you had to that world? Um, you know, with this work that you're doing right now, Jimmy? Well, it's interesting because I, with, I wouldn't say directly with the work that, you know, that I'm doing, even though we are definitely uh, making pushes toward uh, becoming a place that is, you know, as, as open and inclusive in like in our hiring practices, we've, we've definitely made partnerships with organizations. One that I'd love to shout out is um, a, a company called Exceptional Minds that's here based in Los Angeles, uh, which actually does um, occupational, you know, training for individuals on the autism spectrum. And they're, you know, focused on like the type of work that, you know, like that we do in post-production. So just, you know, going frame by frame and, you know, cleaning up, uh, you know, digital noise that might be on a, like on a, a, a specific frame or, you know, some animation things. And, and, and it's really, really amazing, but go ahead. Uh. No, that's cool. That's I hadn't heard. That's so I, I've heard of the the spectrum folks being used for uh, very, excuse me, very specific roles in organizations before. And I love knowing that the entertainment industry is using their amazing abilities for uh, very specific th- uh, skills as well. Like, absolutely. And, you know, and so we work with them, one, to just make sure that we're as, uh, as informed and knowledgeable um, as we can possibly be as far as like, you know, becoming potential like employers. Uh, actually, I think a, a, a news story just ran that, um, you know, one of the executives at our organization basically, you know, and with the organization um, approval, you know, also we sponsored an individual and gave them a, um, a scholarship to, you know, to the Exceptionalized Program to continue their their study, right? And to learn to do more of, uh, of this kind of like post-production work. So that has always been very, very exciting. In, um, in my personal, you know, life just before, I think I, I'd spent maybe five years uh, on the board of directors of the Down Syndrome Association of Los Angeles. And in that, you know, capacity, I did quite a bit of, got a lot of exposure and a lot of, you know, working with um, actors, uh, you know, with Down syndrome and, you know, connecting them with, you know, my contacts over at like CBS or working with, you know, different agencies that maybe had a focus on individuals on the autism or not even autism spectrum, but with, uh, with different disabilities, actually, like all kinds. Um, and, and, and making sure that, you know, we're, we're fighting that fight of, of talking about accurate representation and, you know, and, and having people that, that, that people can, um, you know, kind of see or, or view as, as representatives of like, of their real life stories. Right. So it, it, it's been, you know, really like amazing. And it has definitely come leaps and bounds, but there's so much more to go because we've just got so many assumptions and stereotypes about people. And then this just assumption that like, oh, I didn't even know that this, you know, that a person with this diagnosis could be capable of doing these types of things. Well, and it's like, that's why it's so important to have yeah. this told. I love, I mean, I just love like, and I, you see it more and more now 
with like Ava DuVarnay and, and Tyler Perry taking the reins, right? And sort of yes. they're creating their own um, studios to 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 do this themselves. And but you're also seeing sort of this, um, like I remember American Horror Story and even Star Trek Discovery. You know, they're 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 casting people whether they have Down syndrome, whether they have ALS. Um, but they're casting them regardless. It, it doesn't like, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. the character it's, they're not casting them because of. Yeah. Ryan know, Murphy, the Ryan Murphy, who's the executive producer of, of, um, of American horror story, the, the, the creator of the show, he's actually done an amazing job from, you know, from glee to American horror story to just, you know, having a ton of different, like just forms of representation, like in his programs. And I love that you mentioned American Horror Story because Jamie Brewer, who is an actress with uh, Down Syndrome yeah. is like a very good friend of mine who, oh, you're uh, yeah, no, she's she's an amazing person and like a huge advocate and, you know, has served on boards and has done all of this, you know, like uh, work with, with uh, you know, uh, eliminating the R word from people's, you know, vocabularies and like she's she's a dynamic speaker and I, I just think about like I, like I, I love that her family has always been so supportive and like followed through because I'm like man if if anybody actually tried to limit Jamie like it would have been such oh. like it would have just been such the wrong thing to do right. because right. what she's been able to accomplish is 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 amazing it's it's, it's like I mean, she's impacted so many people. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and she's never played the character. Like the, the character description is not, I don't think, is, you know, person with Down syndrome. I think only in one season uh, yeah. was that was the, like, was there a diagnosis, like, associated with her role? Otherwise, it was just, it's just Jamie. It's just Jamie. Uh -huh. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, so I, I, I want to I switch stories a little bit with you uh, on, on, uh, kind of because, you know, where where you grew up, where you came from has influenced, um, you know, you and your role today and kind of, you know, how you um, uh, the conversation with one to one to one to many. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for our our audience members to kind of hear a bit more. So I want to switch gears a little bit on you, if that's all right. And just, uh, you know, um, again, where, where 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 we come from has influences on what we do today. And I think uh, this is uh, this is great for the audience to hear, if you don't mind. Absolutely. No, I, I and I agree. I definitely think that your background and, and where you come from and where you grew up, like all definitely um, have an impact on on who we become as people. Uh, so I, you know, I'm from St. Louis, but and particularly from a town called uh, Ferguson, <laughs> which people, you know, uh, may be mostly familiar with now because it was basically like the epicenter of how the conversation around race and justice basically shifted, uh, like in uh, late 2014 with the, you know, murder of, of Michael Brown and the, the demonstrations that resulted within the community, you know, um, like basically as a result of that. Right. And so, like, I won't like misrepresent Ferguson and, and say like there was constant racial tension at all times because it just it like that wasn't the case. But being a black man growing up there, I was always aware of race. Right. It was always an element that I need to make sure that, you know, kind of like I understood because it was one of those things where it's like, 
you know, if you get pulled over by a police officer or, you know, this, this or that, you got to be careful. You need to understand this. This is the way you respond, all of that. So that was very much so part of, of like, of my experience and my existence. Um, you know, at the time, I believe like Ferguson was, you know, when I was growing up there, it was predominantly white. Um, and, you know, not, not, not a ton of diversity as we, you know, think about like ethnic diversity, just in St. Louis in general at the time, it was very much so like if you, you had, if it was, you know, kind of an equal number of white and black people, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's really diverse. Right. <laughs> Cause like, that's, that's kind of how, uh, like the limit was, but during that time I'd already lived, uh, like I'd already left and then, and, and moved to, uh, like Los Angeles, you know, when, when Michael Brown was killed, but, you know, like I basically, I went back, I did some talks, you know, at like my old school, uh, other places of just, you know, trying to give, uh, you know, people some kind of like inspiration and in how to navigate and do all of these types of things while the conversation had gotten so heated and big and, and extreme. Um, and it was a really difficult time in the sense of there were people that, you know, I had been friends with for over 20 years that just really could not wrap their minds around like, what the community was talking about, why we were saying that this is so difficult, why we were talking about our experiences in, in like in this way, because they had not seen it that way. There were people that I, you know, that I'd been friends with for so long that I was just like trying to communicate with them. And they're like, Jimmy, this isn't, this wasn't your experience. We had the same experience. I was like, no, no, we didn't. They're like, well, you never said anything then. And I was like, well, you don't believe me now, <laughs> right? So it's like, even now with all of this and everybody else saying things, you don't believe me now. So how is it that, you know, do you think that as a kid, I was going to be able to, you know, to, to hold that, 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 you know, that, that, that flag and say, hey, there's a problem here. You, like, no, that that wasn't a thing. I, I had to survive, you know, and be in survival mode and, you know, always be the quote unquote safe black guy that, you know, everybody gets to just be like, oh, he's friendly. He's non-threatening. All of that. That definitely shaped, you know, kind of like my experience and how I spoke about things. And it got to the point, truthfully, after a while that I was just like, I am exhausted with having to explain my right to live. I am exhausted with trying to justify my experience, right? And, or my existence as, as a matter of fact. And so like I ended up divorcing quite a few friends, you know, at the time, cause I was just like, I can't. And then I ended up in a pretty significant depression uh, like uh, early the next year in, in 2015. And I really had to take a step back. I, I wasn't responding to people on social media. I kind of just ghosted <laughs> like the, like everybody, just because I, I was in such a dark and like, you know, and, and sad place because it's just like people just don't get it. Right. And then um, I'd ended up having a talk with a, with a friend and mentor of, of, of mine and who's just, just a really amazing, amazing guy, Don Foster, who's a writer. And, you know, he was uh, my former boss. He's on Two and a Half Men and uh, Big Bang Theory and Mike and Molly. Uh, but he, we were sitting in his, um, like in his basement, like his, uh, of his house one day. And he was just like, Jimmy, he's like, how you doing, man? And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm like, he's like, I know you're, you're, you're really, you're really pushing. You're really doing a lot of things. He's like, I just want you to know though, that you don't have to convince everybody. You just need to convince enough. And it was just like, huh? Yeah. 
and I, I had this like sigh of of kind of like relief because he's like he's like I know like the weight of the world is like is on your shoulders right now and he's like and it, it he's like and I understand why you feel like it needs to be he's like but I, I just want to you know encourage you. he's like you're impacting me you're impacting so many people but but know that not you don't have to engage in every you know like discussion because you got to take care of you too right and and it was kind of like in that moment that I realized I was like well, I really do have to, you know, to take care of myself. And I realized that like my skill set really lent itself to a more of a one-to-many type of format where like either like like on on podcasts like this where we're talking about it, or if we, you know, uh, in speaking engagements or doing it like in the professional space where I'm, you know, helping a large group of employees as opposed to the individual one-on-one conversations. There are other people that that's their skill set. And I'm like, we got to divide and conquer. I let, yeah, I let people do that, but I can't do all of the things. And I needed to recognize that I needed to budget my energy because I don't have endless amounts of energy and me engaging in every individual conversation was taking the energy that I had for the things that were uniquely uh, mine or that I needed to be able to do because of my background experience and uh, and, an ability to put it into words. There's the mic drop. That's it. (laughs) That That is so powerful. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly... I, I, we love that philosophy because I think you're exactly right. And one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast was to bring all these different voices who are trying to do this work so we can learn from each other, realizing that it's going to take all of us, right? It's not resting on the shoulders of one person or a few to get this work done because you can't, you're, to your point, And that's why it ties so nicely to kind of the personal trainer analogy you used is that you, st- you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. God, I love it. Really do. do. No, J- Jimmy, what a what a what a pleasure. I um, I I look forward to the day uh, that uh, <laughs> we're able to travel and and uh, meet up for coffee again. But uh, we uh, I when 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 choose inclusion does a road trip, we would love to come out to uh, L.A. and uh, if you would honor us with a cup of coffee, we'd love it. I'm so. in. I'm in. No <laughs> question. <laughs> awesome well good 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 and uh what a what a true pleasure i've so i've so enjoyed this i could talk to you for another hour and i know we're not able to um but man i i just i, I so many unique things that you brought up today jimmy that quite honestly like is uh, we've, we've talked to a few people on our podcast and and yet the uh the wisdom that you were able to share today was just um, or this podcast is chock full. I hope our audience members go back and, and listen to this a time or two because uh, so much great information here. So thank you for sharing. Uh, thank you for having me. I, I've equally enjoyed uh, <laughs> this discussion. So I really appreciate it. No, thanks, man. It's so, so great to hear your voice again. And um, yeah, let's keep, in, let's keep in contact and figure out how we can help each other um, and just keep moving forward. 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you, audience, as always, for, for tuning in. Chooseinclusion.com is the place to go to, to get to all the different streaming sites and to listen in. So thank you and have a great day. Thanks, everybody.